Welcome into the Rob Logic Podcast. This is the pilot episode. Just a little bit of background information about me. I work in television, in sports, so a lot of things that I like to do in my free time also involve sports, whether that's watching my favorite teams, the Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota Twins, also a big Timberwolves and Wild fan, even though all of these teams seem to be massive choke artists when it matters the most. I mean, Minnesota, ugh, Vikings and Twins especially, so many, so many great moments over the years. But I have not been able to experience a championship since I've been alive. And that's kind of the one thing I would really, really like to see is the Twins or the Vikings get a Super Bowl or World Series. Looks like the Minnesota Wild might be the first team out of all those four to actually do it. They've got a really solid year going on right now. But yeah, anyways, I'm just uh, starting this podcast just to talk a little bit about the teams that I like. A little bit about me and my knowledge when it comes to the TV industry. Kind of my journey to where I'm at now. Work uh, been been in the TV industry for about seven years now, so just uh, yeah, I feel like I have a lot of different different insight to share about all my trials and tribulations over the years. So we'll get into all of it, but yeah, for the most part, we're gonna keep things pretty light lighthearted around here, and this is just gonna be my spot to vent about all these Minnesota sports because let me tell you, it is. A grind if you are a Minnesota fan of anything, especially the Gophers, too. But I am an Iowa Hawkeyes fan by nature. I am originally from Northwest Iowa, so uh, Hawkeyes, they're my team. Not a fan of the Cyclones, but yeah, no. So came up here in 2014 after graduating from South Dakota State, landed my first TV gig, and I've been at the same spot ever since, so... Like I said, we'll we'll talk about my journey and, and all that good stuff. We'll get to it. But first things first, we have a Super Bowl coming up. The Olympics are going on right now. Very exciting time in the sporting world. And when I look at this Super Bowl, you've got the Rams and the Bengals. Now, Minnesota Vikings fans will be happy to see how the Rams do because, of course, Kevin O'Connell, the offensive coordinator of L.A., is going to be coming to Minnesota to be the head coach next year after the team fired Mike Zimmer and general manager Rick Spielman. I think it was probably the right time for both of those two to go. A lot of great memories here with Zimmer and Spielman, but I think what really did it in for him is the fact that they never got to a Super Bowl with some of those rosters that were assembled. It really felt like, you know, I mean, Case Keenum is the quarterback, able to bring your team to a champ conference championship game, and then you spend all this money on Kirk Cousins, and team is not able to get back to that point in the season. I think that really is kind of the writing on the wall for this team. So the organization goes out and hires a new general manager, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa from Cleveland. I think that was a great hire on Minnesota's part, and... His first hire is going to be Kevin O'Connell, even though, you know, team kind of flirted with Jim Harbaugh, but both those sides, they, they just weren't on the same page. That that was never going to work. Probably good for Minnesota just to move on, but O'Connell with some past experience with Kirk Cousins, I think it's a great move for this organization when you really want to maximize 
all the different pieces that you have offensively, the Justin Jeffersons, Dalvin Cooks, Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, the list goes on. I mean, K.J. Osborne, Amir Smith-Marset, he might be a really nice piece moving forward for this team. We'll, we'll see how his career kind of shapes up. But a lot of different pieces offensively, and the Vikings have gone the route of defensive coaches, and I think this was probably the right move to make the switch to an offensive-minded guy. But anyways... Kind of got off on a little tangent there. We're going to shift gears back to the Super Bowl. Matt Stafford and Joe Burrow. I don't think anybody predicted that this would be, these would be the two quarterbacks in the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, the Rams have all the star pieces on offense and defense, but I think a lot of people still kind of figured hey, it's either going to be Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers playing for a Super Bowl. Those were the two guys in the championship game last year. And this year, both of them don't even make it past a divisional round. I mean, that is just so crazy to think about. And Tom Brady announces his retirement. We'll see what Aaron Rodgers will do. I'm sure it'll be a dramatic offseason with all the different headlines that will come out of the camp there at Green Bay and just seeing exactly what's going to happen. I ultimately think, Rodgers is going to end up staying with Green Bay. I think for him, that's probably going to be the easiest way to get back to a Super Bowl is in the NFC away from all the very talented young quarterbacks that you have in the AFC. But no, great for Matt Stafford to get to the Super Bowl here with the Rams. Couldn't happen to... I mean, it doesn't matter whether you are a fan of the Detroit Lions or not. I'm a fan of the Minnesota Vikings, but man, I was... You're always cheering for Matt Stafford to do good things out there, even when he's playing against your team. You just felt bad for him in the situation that he was in for all those years. Finally is able to get off the Lions, go to the Rams in a trade that brought Jared Goff to the NFC North. All the other three teams in the division, Minnesota, Chicago, Green Bay can thank the Rams for that. (laughs) And, yeah, now he's finally able to actually go to Pretty good situation there. Have some talent around him and have a just a good team, a good culture. Sean McVay doing a great job as the head coach there. This is already his second Super Bowl. He's still very young. Uh, going to have a great career ahead for him. And Matt Safford now is going to be able to play for a title. But it will not be easy because on the other side of the coin, he's going to have to go up against Joe Burrow, who is just – come and taking the lead league by storm ever since he started here as a rookie last year. I mean, season cut short there due to the ACL, but to come back the way that he has to just show the composure in so many moments over the season to go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in the regular season and then to turn around and do it in an AFC championship game in your sophomore season, it's just incredible. I mean, the guy the guy is a winner. He's proven that in college. He's come into the NFL, completely changed the culture there in Cincinnati. I don't think anybody thought that this team should be in the Super Bowl. I mean, their first-round pick, Jamar Chase, that a lot of people suggested they should go the offensive lineman route. He had his woes there in the preseason, but when it came time 
for the actual games that mattered the regular season. It didn't matter. That that dude caught everything. Only had a couple of bad games throughout the year, but he was he was very consistent for them. And then going down that wide receiving core, I mean, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, a lot of different options. C.J. Uzama at tight end. Joe Mixon is a running back. He can catch the ball out of backfield. A lot of different guys there at Cincinnati that can get the job done. And defensively, the team did enough to get them to this point in the season. You know, they were able to shut down the Chiefs there in the second half to give that high-powered offense a chance, and that's all that Joey Burrow needed. That's all he needed. And Cincinnati, able to do their thing, get back into that game, win it dramatically. And also, special teams, Evan McPherson. That guy is going to rule the AFC. A lot of great kickers in the AFC North. I mean, Justin Tucker with the Baltimore Ravens. You've got Boswell with the Steelers. And now McPherson, you can add him to the list because this guy can make all the kicks. Doesn't matter what type of moment, what type of situation, the conditions. He really bounced back too. I mean, let's not forget, this guy was celebrating a walk-off kick against the Packers there early on in the season on a field goal that didn't count, and then his team ended up losing the game. I mean, that happened, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't seem like he's shaken up by too much. He just kind of went out there, did his thing. Very consistent for the Bengals here, especially in the postseason, and that's exactly what they need. And honestly, when we start talking about this Super Bowl, I think it's going to come down to probably a kick or two. And McPherson could be the guy to deliver that for for the Bengals. I think it's going to be a great game. I mean, the Rams have all the star power, but there's just something about this Bengals team that you cannot ignore. And it's just the fact that these guys get the job done. It doesn't matter what team they play. It doesn't matter how they do it. They're just going to find a way to grind it out and win the game. They could be down by 21 against the Rams, and I wouldn't put it past Burrow and the Bengals to be able to get the job done in the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Rams are playing at home, even though they'll be the road team on the scoreboard. But still, there's just something about Cincinnati. It just kind of feels like they are this team of destiny. But when you do look at the Rams roster, I mean... There are a lot of great pieces. You have Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Odell Beckham Jr., Cooper Cup. I mean, Cooper Cup. That guy just goes out, wins a triple crown there. Best wide receiver in the game this season. And that's a great, it's a great number one option there for Matthew Stafford. And then to back Cooper Cup up with another number one in Odell Beckham Jr. And that's great. Have to feel happy for Odell to get out of that toxic situation that was Cleveland. I think a lot of the things coming out there about him really just weren't true when it comes down to it. But now he's able to go to a situation where he's able to thrive to be on a winning team. That's that's it sounds like that's really all that he has wanted to do, and now he's finally able to do that. He's out in L.A. No stars are too bright there for a hotel, and it's really nice to see him be able to be on a team in a good situation, and Matt Stafford's done a great job of distributing the ball to him, and it's it's worked out really well. They, the two complement each other extremely well, Odell and 
Cooper. And then the Rams can just run the heck out of the ball, too. Doesn't matter who the running back is. Akers has come back. Pretty incredible story there for Cam Akers to just go through such a tough injury there with that Achilles and still make it back here for this Super Bowl run. Not only make it back, but be on the active roster and actually play a pretty big role in this team getting back to a Super Bowl. So very a lot of great storylines in the Super Bowl. I don't think as a fan, and I think fans all over, it doesn't matter doesn't matter what team you're rooting for. I don't think that us as fans lose in this situation. I don't care what team wins it. It's going to be great no matter what because on one side of it you've got Matt Stafford. Be great to see him win a Super Bowl on the other side of the coin. You got the Bengals and Cincinnati just has had all their playoff woes for so long. And then Joe Burrow comes here. They're not only able to get one win, but able to string a couple of wins together. And here they are playing for a Super Bowl. That'd be great to see the Bengals win. Ultimately, though, let's see here. We're going to give my first pick as far as who I think I'm going to win this game. I think... You know, I, I know I said that I feel like the Bengals are the team of destiny, but I think it's going to be 29-24 to 24, Los Angeles Rams end up winning this game. I, I know I said it. I feel like the Bengals are the team of destiny, but just something about L.A. this year. I think Matthew Stafford is going to be able to get the job done after all those years of not being able to really do much of anything. Not even... I mean, didn't really even get any postseason experience there with Detroit. I mean, that was just such an awful team for such a long time. They're still an awful team. Although I do I do like Matt Campbell, or not Matt Campbell, <laughs> Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell, I think he's done a pretty good job there. Uh, you know, despite, you know, they, they, they showed flashes at times this year. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, again, going off on another tangent here, but... Yeah, no, it'd be great to see Matthew Stafford get that first uh, first Super Bowl win. And, I mean, the Rams, they could be the second team now in a row to play Super Bowl at home and win. I think that's another thing to look out for, and I think I think they're going to pull it off. I do. After everything I've said, here, no, that's, that's my pick. I like the Rams to win it. All right, now shifting gears now to talk about uh, Minnesota Vikings, the offseason that is, obviously it'd be great for the Vikings to get into the spot that the Rams are. And I think uh, it's hard to say how far the Vikings are or aren't away from a Super Bowl. And the only reason why I say that is because you saw what this team was able to do in 2021. In so many games, but just not able to close it out. The defense fell apart in the final two minutes a lot of the times. But it does feel like all the pieces are there. Just situationally speaking, not everything was together as far as the players, as far as the coaches. I think players could have executed better, but I also feel like the coaches could have done a lot better job of putting the players in better positions to execute and make plays there. When the game was on the line. I don't feel like the Vikings did a great job of doing that. I think Mike Zimmer was second guessing himself a lot there. Whether to 
you know, do we go for a touchdown here? Do we go for a field goal? And then when they're going for the touchdown, then a guy fumbles. And it was just a combination of things, just recipe for disaster, really. And it, it I mean, every single game was close. I mean, you were, you were on the edge of your seat. It didn't matter what the score was after one half of play. It didn't matter what the score was in the third quarter. It, it seemed like it was always coming down to the final five minutes of every single game. And that's just the way it was for this Minnesota team. So how do you go about solving some of those issues? Well, I think the Kevin O'Connell hire is going to be a good one in that regard because I know he doesn't have any head coaching experience, but it sounds like he's pretty thorough the same way that Sean McVay is. And McVay's done a pretty good job in playing situational football. I mean, the guy has an unbelievable record when his team is leading at half. If the Vikings even get somewhat of a type of record like that with Kevin O'Connell in charge, I think a lot of fans will be happy with that. But also, I just think culture-wise, you know, this will be a fresh start for Minnesota. And maybe that's all that this team needs to finally get it together and see all that potential. But there are... A lot of issues that will need to get sorted out over the offseason. We'll see what Kwesi Adolfo Mensa is able to do. Uh, first glance of this team is they're over the salary cap because of some of the deals that Rick Spielman has done in the past. So who are going to be the guys that the team ends up parting ways with or trading in the offseason? I think that's going to be interesting because I feel like there could be a couple of big names on the move potentially just when you look at some of the some of the structure of the contracts I, I really don't think that Kirk Cousins is going to be going anywhere if you're Kevin O'Connell and you're a new head coach and you're trying to you know make a good first impression here in year 1 you want Kirk Cousins and I th- I don't think he's going to want to get rid of him solely because you know this guy this guy wants to have a job long term here and I do think that Kirk Cousins is is the man for the job here in Minnesota. I think you showed it last year. I think the stats, football people know that Kirk is good at football. There's a lot of people that don't like some of the things that Kirk does and primetime this and that. But wasn't in a great situation in Washington. And then for whatever reason here in Minnesota, um, you know, he has been able to in certain games been able to get the job done and go toe-to-toe with some of these quarterbacks it's just also sometimes you know like the defense has not really backed him up a whole lot you know if Kirk is playing out there in LA I think the Rams are still in the Super Bowl you know I don't think that Kirk is a problem when you're looking at and I, I could be totally wrong too but just it's not even the Minnesota Viking fan of me it's just as far as you know you look at all the other quarterbacks in the league, I, I do believe, I firmly believe that Kirk is one of those guys that can get a Super Bowl title if it's in the right situation and all that stuff. I mean, look, Tom Brady did not play great in the NFC Championship game last year. He needed that defense to come through when he was not on it. And we haven't really seen Kirk Cousins with that good of a defense to be quite frankly. <laughs> so, um not I'm, I'm, he, he still needs to do his job and obviously if you're making over 40 million, yeah, sure. You expect him to kind of put the team on his back in in certain certain situations. 
Um, and I, I don't know. It's, it's one of those, those things that you can go back and forth on and everybody will have a debate on it. But I think the matter of the fact is, if you're Minnesota, who are you bringing in that's going to be better than Kirk Cousins if you're not bringing in a Aaron Rodgers this offseason? I really don't think that this team can go any other route. I mean, there's nobody in the draft that's going to be better than Kirk Cousins, not at least not in year one. Um, yeah, I mean, unless doing some crazy trade to to get you know a guy that's like a Matt Stafford or something. But even then, I I feel like Stafford and Kirk Cousins pretty comparable quarterbacks this year. At least that's that's just kind of what what I saw. I mean, I would like for Kirk to take. You know, maybe some more shots, but I feel like a lot of the criticism he has gotten over the past few years, he answered a lot of that this year and played really, really well, but and it didn't necessarily get the attention that it necessarily deserved. Because um, I felt like he did a pretty good job of cutting down on the fumbles this year compared to what we've seen in the past. There were a couple of head-scratcher interceptions this season, but overall... You know, the, the turnovers he really cut down this year, and that's a really good sign for Minnesota, especially with a, a new head coach coming in, Kevin O'Connell. Um, I, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting to see what this offense is able to do next season. For me though, the biggest questions lie on the defensive side of the ball. This team on defense was not very good last year. They just weren't. They could not really put together a complete game. Um they showed flashes at times, but inside of two minutes, I mean, just giving up so many points, so many yards, it just, you just can't have that. Not in this league, not with the way the offenses run right now, because three, four touchdown lead, that's not enough. That's not enough against any team in the NFC North. That's not enough against a Detroit Lions team that has Jared Goff. It doesn't matter. So I think, you know, Minnesota really needs to take a long look at some of those guys on defense and ask themselves, what can we do to make this unit better in 2022? What are we going to do to shore up this secondary so if Aaron Rodgers is with the Packers next year, he's not torching us for 350 to 400 yards in four touchdowns every time out. I mean, it's it's defense has a lot of issues to sort out. And one guy that's hopefully is healthy next year, Daniil Hunter, he helps a lot of that. He is a game changer, one of the best edge rushers in the league. But the last couple of seasons has not been on the field a whole lot because of the injuries. Hopefully he's able to be over that and be the Daniil Hunter Minnesota Vikings fans have been able to see really be a star in the NFL. Because if they get that Daniil Hunter back, that helps everybody out. That helps the linebackers out. That helps the corners out. That helps the safeties out. But again, though, with Hunter, as I was saying earlier, I don't know what this offseason will bring as far as 
I think Kwesi Adolfo Mensa is going to have to go through a lot of that. He's, he's going to have a tough job here in year one, but I think he'll I think he'll be up for the job. But Neil Hunter is one of those guys that I think could maybe be on the move here this offseason, which would stink because he is a he is a heck of a football talent. I mean, when he is healthy, there are not too many edge rushers in the league that are better than Daniil Hunter, and that would be a huge blow for this defense to lose a guy like him. That being said, there there's a lot of cap issues, and there's a lot of cap issues for this team specifically on that side of the ball. Harrison Smith, Eric Kendricks, Anthony Barr, a lot of guys that are being, being paid a lot of money, and it's just going to have to be part of that evaluation for Kwesi Adolfo Mensa. Adolfo Mensa here in the offseason. And then on the offensive side of the ball, we'll see what happens with Adam Thielen. He's another one that I think could be on the move. But like I said, ultimately, I definitely think for sure Kirk Cousins isn't going anywhere. And for some Vikings fans, that's awful. Other Vikings fans will absolutely love that. But I don't think that Kirk Cousins will be going anywhere just because he is consistent. And he's not he's not as bad as some people make him out to be. And with O'Connell having that relationship with Cousins, I think that will go a long way as well. And I think it's going to be a perfect recipe for success. I mean, this offense this offense was not the problem for the team this year. I think play calling got in the way of some of that, but you figure with O'Connell coming in. He's going to be address be able to address a lot of those issues as well. Okay, Clint Kubiak's not going to be calling the plays for the Minnesota Vikings this year. We'll see if O'Connell calls the plays or if whoever ends up winding whoever ends up being the offensive coordinator is the guy to call the plays. We'll just see how that kind of all pans out. But for the Vikings, I think hey, it's I don't know what to expect out of the team this next year, and I don't think anybody's going to be able to predict really what they're going to be able to do until we see who all is going to be in camp come uh, the end of July there because that's going to be the probably the biggest question. Does Kwesi Adolfo Mensa decide to go the rebuild route, or is he going to make maybe a couple of moves and then you know add some guys and kind of reload this team and try to get this team back to the playoffs here, or if you know maybe that's not something he's thinking about for you know maybe a year or two. We'll see. Um, I feel like you know there's a couple ways this could go. I think they could completely decide to blow up that defensive unit, which I don't think it'd be the worst thing, especially with considering how bad that group has been over the past couple of years, which also. I mean, Mike Zimmer, if you're a defensive-minded guy, you just can't have that. That's also, you know, why the Vikings opt to move on. But it'll be interesting to see just what, what all ends up happening this offseason. But has to be encouraging knowing that the Lions and Bears are still in the division. Sure, sure, the Green Bay Packers are as well. But we'll see what, what all ends up happening with the Aaron Rodgers drama. I think this is going to be a pretty big offseason. For a lot of teams, not just in the NFC North, but everybody, just because of what the salary cap is. We saw a lot of free agents last year just sign the one-year prove-it deals. So 
a lot of names will be changing places throughout the offseason. Should be fun to follow it uh, along as well. So, but, but yeah, Super Bowl coming up. Really excited for that. Um, and Minnesota Vikings. We'll we'll see what happens in the offseason. But that's gonna do it for me. First episode of the Rob Logic podcast. I don't know that I said that earlier, but yes, this is gonna be called the Rob Logic podcast because it's it's all the logic coming out of my head. Coming out of my brain hole. <laughs> so, yeah, hey, we'll, we'll have fun with it. But, yeah, pilot episode, Rob Logic, Rob Logic, Rob Logic. I'm going to make sure to say that a little bit more the next time. But, yeah, we'll kind of talk uh, talk about all this stuff, hash it all out. And, man, this was fun. This is fun finally doing this. I've talked about doing this for about four to five years just never really got around to doing it. Made a lot of excuses because, you know, oh, I have this going on. I have this going on. Work is super busy. <sighs> Shouldn't have made excuses. Should have just sat down and done it. This was fun. I enjoyed it. Well, anyways, have a great Super Bowl weekend. I'm looking forward to the game. Should be uh, Should be a lot of points there we'll see what all prop bets i end up putting in for but i am really really stoked for this super bowl it's going to be great have a good one bye bye